Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is the team. And this is Rob. Hi. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Good. I was trying to, right before we started this, I was trying to find this picture on Instagram that I saw this morning, and it was the funniest little cartoon in the world, and it basically, I'm going to map it out for you right now. Okay, I was curious what you were doing. I thought you were just like, you know. I told you I was researching. uh I was yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was looking at men in Speedos, but besides that, I was also looking for this cartoon that somebody posted this morning, and so... It's a aerial picture of this missile in the air, <laughs> and there's Trump, looks like Nacho Orange with this weird yellow hair, with this, like, uh-oh face on him, and then there's um, his military officer next to him, and the military officer says to Trump, he's like, I got just the guy to shoot that down. Unfortunately, he's transgender. <laughs> Oh, no. It's funny because it's sad. It's so sad. Bittersweet. This is gallows humor. It's pretty good, huh? Unfortunately. Yeah. So the only guy that could shoot this Korean, North Korean missile down, you fired the bitch. That's so wrong. Well, soon we won't be able to be sad about it anymore because nuclear fire is coming on us all. Yes. Ooh, the reign of the gods. Or just nuclear fallout the wrath of the heavens okay sorry not everything has to be quite so grandiose i had a moment (laughs) you're being very dramatic sorry i'll tone it down it's fine yeah but that's kind of scary you it is kind of scary about the north korea situation and i have noticed there are a ton of helicopters in the air right now and have constantly been so i don't know if they're like surveying or if they're they're i don't think they're military but not to scare anyone, but two weeks ago, I saw like six military military helicopters fly from our side over towards the east somewhere. Well, I know like, what, two days ago, there were some helicopters in my neighborhood for from like 6 p.m. until about midnight or so. Doing what? There was some guy who apparently called the, I, th- the, I don't know the full story, but I think he called 911 saying that he was armed and he had his family locked in an apartment at oh, gunpoint. Shit. And... So it's pretty much a hostage situation where uh, at some point throughout the night, like his wife and his like child got out, but then he was still in there, still armed. And so I think it was like a weird standoff or something. It was like in the six. Why don't they just throw a smoke bomb in there? Done. I don't. It was in like the 600 block of Edinburgh and it was super fucking annoying. I mean, I hope everybody's okay. But at the same time, like Todd was all wigged out because of the, the helicopter uh presence and um i just had a really hard time sleeping between uh helicopters this stupid torso binder being so fucking hot just generally being sore and uncomfortable the dog was kind of it's hard being trans like the dog was an asshole and she was taking up a ton of the bed it's just like we couldn't win that night it was rough yeah now you know what trans men have to they have to wear that all the time i cannot even imagine can you imagine? No. And they're binding their breasts down. Yeah. Ooh. But, you know, it's almost probably as bad as a tuck. Tucking's not fun either. Yeah, but I, we don't yeah. need to talk about that. But yes, we do because it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i very glad. Like, I feel very, very, you know, privileged that I don't have to worry about that typically. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Just, yeah. you know. Oh, well. That's great. Yeah. So what if, I mean... You're doing better. You seem better. I'm you, recovering. You I'm, went to work. Yes, I'm. I'm recovering. I'm. I'm walking 
more normally. I'm still I'm still uncomfortable. I'm still sore. Uh, coughing or sneezing hurts. Uh, but um, but yeah, I'm getting better. Uh, I actually listened to a little bit of last week's podcast and I realized my my voice sounded like meek and kind of weak. Um, and I think it was just because even this just is Rob. Yeah, like, hello, I've been sick. Uh, <laughs> no, I I um, and so I feel like uh, it must be that even like projecting from sort of like the diaphragm was a lot of work. And so um, I feel I feel better now. I mean, not better, better, but obviously I'm improved. Uh, so yeah, went back to work on uh, Tuesday of, of this week, and um, you seem strong and healthy to me. Well, thank you. I've been falling asleep at like nine o'clock at night, sort of like against my will. It just sort of happens. Well, that's because we're getting old. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm that has nothing to do with your it's like chest spine. Nor- normally, I'm like a one or a two a.m. or and like lately, it's just been like nine thirty. <laughs> Yeah, just asleep, and I'm assuming it's because I'm like, you know, healing and dealing with some shit. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh, time for bed. Like literally, if I go into my room, if the lights are on, I'm in my clothes, I have my makeup done still. If I lay on my bed, I will fall asleep. There are countless times that Keith has walked by my room, and I'm just like passed out on the bed. It's like my new thing. <laughs> well, I, I think it's old age. I actually fell asleep during an episode of House of Cards earlier this week, and I really do like that show. And I, when I woke up, Todd had to explain the episode to me, and I felt really bad. And then I, and he was like, "Cool, I'm gonna go to bed." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll see you in a second. And I just fell back asleep on the couch for like another hour. Like, it's hard to stay awake. Um, but yeah, so this week though, I mean, uh, just you know, showing a little, bit, I guess, a little how the sausage is made here. Um, we are Wait, recording. What? <laughs> what does that mean? It's a phrase to show someone how something is made, or a little bit, you know, peek behind the curtain here. We're recording on a non usual night so not as much not as much time has passed between this episode that you're getting and the previous one for our recording dates correct and so um there's not a whole lot that's happened to me in that time watched a handful of episodes of fraser i'm on the back half of the final season Hmm. um i have to say though the season's been a pretty crazy ride spoiler alert for anybody who actually really thinks that like they're going to be watching Frasier and, watching and, Frasier. and surprised by something that hasn't already been covered in 2017 yeah but like there's some shit that I didn't realize happened like uh Maris Niles's ex-wife yeah kills someone oh yeah like so that was a fun surprise to deal with this season hmm. and um it also wow. it also had an episode where it wrote uh a character Martin their dad as high and it was fucking hilarious it's actually one of the funniest approaches to being high i think i've ever seen in a was it just like drunk silly he was well it was it was it captured that sort of um kind of very uh heady kind of high that like just you know where someone comes thinks they come up with a brilliant idea and Ah. then they they, they, they write down they're like i don't know what this means and like because the whole idea in that episode sorry do you think he's ever been high would he even know what high is martin yeah i well okay well like in the actor, life. the actor, like in a, to be able to act it out, has he ever known what I'm, being high? Is I'm like? assuming that the guy who plays their dad has been high at some point in his okay. life. I'm just I, I imagine they all. Well, I know that that you maybe know, he researched. Kelsey Grammer had a drug and alcohol problem. Yeah, so you know he's been there. Right, but um, I'd be willing to bet that uh, the I've forgotten his name now, John Mahoney, probably has. But um, it's a funny episode because they realize that like Niles realizes that he's never rebelled ever. Like, even in his teenage years, he didn't rebel. And so he decides he's... I think he rebelled. He's, like, the straight gay guy. That's pretty rebellious, if you ask me. 
And so he decides he's going to rebel in front of his father by getting high on the reefer in front of him. And oh so gosh. Roz hooks him up with a pot brownie. And uh, she actually has to give it to their dad to hang on to for a second. She's like, oh, give this to Niles. He is hungry, so he eats it. And then he replaces it with a non-pot brownie for Niles. He didn't know it was a pot brownie, of course. He thought it was a brownie. Yeah. And so um, Niles is thinking he's super high when, in fact, he's totally he's sober. Placebo effect. Totally. <laughs> and Martin, meanwhile, is like dipping potato chips in chocolate pudding and then he's like hold on hold on i got this brilliant idea and he literally like pulls a piece of he's like i wrote it down i wrote it down he pulls a piece of paper out and he and he reads dog army and it was just like it it is the way he delivers it and then just from how the episode progresses from there um they just did such a i think they did a really surprisingly good job for a show that plays it so straight all the time yeah to have a character who was kind of high against their will hmm. and just kind of rolling with it and just having it as like a weird kind of evening where his mind has been opened up and he's doing weird shit um was very 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 funny i was i mean like fraser always gets a chuckle out of me and like i was actually trying to not laugh out loud just because laughing hurts right now so i was trying to sort of keep it to like a little bit of a titter um, because I was having a really great time with that episode. It was a Christmas episode too. It was called High Holidays, and oh um, it's a Christmas episode where Martin Crane, the former cop, is super stoned. They took it to the next level. Yeah. So enough about Fraser, but yeah, that was that's that was probably one of the highlights of my week. No pun intended there. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the most Scoff. part, pretty uneventful <laughs> couple of days because it's only been a couple of days. Well, How about you? To celebrate you. Me? Yeah, I watched Ant-Man. Okay, and what did we think of Ant-Man? Well, Rob, last podcast, he's like, you have to see this. And I was like, okay, because it's your favorite. One of them, yeah. Marvel as soon film. as I was done, I ran to the to the room where all the the media is, and I grabbed Ant Man, exactly and I was like, where it was, "Yeah, too. I was." Well, I keep my shit alphabetized, okay. otherwise, I'm not gonna find anything. Right, the place is nuts. And so I was like, "You must watch." So I watched it, and. It's cute. I I actually really liked it. It's, you know, it's got that Marvel comedy kind of like, it's not dark. It's not devious. It's just good fun. And it's a character that's interesting. I thought his, I liked his story because I didn't know it. I knew nothing about Ant-Man before this. Well, and it turns out, I, I don't know the full story, so I can't really like go crazy I'm not going to go crazy mansplaining on it. Yeah. But um, I believe that... I'll transplain. I believe that the Mike Douglas character, whose name I don't remember his name... Oh, Pym. Hank Pym. Yes, Dr. Pym. He, I believe, that is, you know, in the comics is the original Ant-Man. And he's like an asshole. Like, he's a spousal abuser. Like, he's not a character that you can really root for because he's kind of a dick. Oh. And so I think for the movie, they, they decide to take it off of Hank Pym. Probably best. And put it onto Scott Lang, who is like a flawed character because he is a criminal. And But with, that's who we, you know, root for. We but, like the underdog. Yeah, and he's a charming one, at least. Yeah. Like, he's he's not doing anything terrible to anybody, and, and he is a likable, flawed character. There was one thing about this film that just drove me fucking nuts. Is it, it a certain character? It was a plot. It was a plot mishap in my mind because okay there's this one point where they have to get into the laboratory to steal this um wasp suit back and they're like well we can't fly through the ducks because they closed all the ducks i'm like yeah but you're a fucking ant you could get in 
anywhere. Why would you go through the freaking sewer main and have to have them shut off the fucking water valve and all that? And then the ant rope. I was like, what the point? You could just wait for somebody to open the door and fly right in there. (laughs) Okay, you do realize you're trying to find a logical hole in a movie about a man who can shrink down to the size of an ant. It just didn't make any sense why they went through so much to get into this building when literally... It's a huge building. There's going to be cracks and crevices somewhere. And okay. they went through the freaking water main. <laughs> it was, I just, was, my mouth was on the floor when I watched this. But anyway. What did you think of Michael Pena when he tells his stories? Um, he, you know what? He reminds me of Fresno. <laughs> so is it good or bad? It, I, he literally reminds me of high school. And like when somebody, some just random Joe is trying to tell you a story and they take the roundabout method before they get to the actual point. That's, I found him to be such a treasure. That's like, yeah, I well, thought it was funny, but at the same time, I, I thought it was a little bit overdrawn, especially the part where they're in the car and they're like, back it up, 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 back it up. Okay, like, okay back it up. Well, like, We're done. On paper, his character, I imagine, if you told me about him, I would be like... He sounds like the absolute worst. There's no way. It's going to be... I can't... I won't be able to stand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw I him the in actor, the movie, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, he's so likable. He he did he did the job of a really awful role very well. Yeah. I thought. Um, but the person who I found the most intriguing was freaking Michael Douglas. Mm. He was amazing. And when they did the flashback to 1989, and he... At the beginning... And he looked like how he used to look, like in, in a, oh, God, I wrote down the movie because I love Fatal Attraction. I was just like, oh, my God, this takes me back. De-aging is so weird. But it was so good. Well, because, like, well, since we ju- I just saw Winter Soldier, or not Winter Soldier, uh, Civil War. Civil War. Um, since that movie starts with a de-aged uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's right. And it's so and weird it's, seeing he him. He looks weird, though. Well, I mean, he... It's, I never felt he looks like Mr. Robot in that. I never felt he was an attractive uh, guy when he was younger. Anyway, really, I think, in I think he got in pink. I thought he was so hot. I think Robert Downey Jr. kind of started being um, cute in his thirties, like maybe like when Soap Dish happened. I think is the first oh, yeah. time where I was like, oh, okay, like he's kind of grown into his bug he eyes. Was a tool though in Soap Dish. Well, his character, like David Barnes, is a shitty character. Well, I mean, not shitty character. It was a great character, but just kind of a weasel. But yeah. um, but like I think it was the first time where I was like, oh, he's actually kind of cute. Like he grew into his eyes. I I thought it was cute though in his high school days, like yeah, in his uh, younger. I I personally did. I like him as an adult. But same I, with he, um, he looks super hot now. I think even as an, as like you know a post drug guy. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was great in Wonder Boys. He was a little bit older. Oh, than Oh, I love him in Wonder yeah, Boys. So I he, love Wonder Boys. That's a good movie. It's a good movie. It was a good book too. Yeah, but, I never read the book, but I know it's good. It is, but to be honest, the movie actually makes some really interesting changes for the better. Hmm. So, yeah, so I w- I was very happy about Mr. Michael Douglas and yeah, and Ant Man. I thought that was a good a good place for him because he was likable, yet he was still kind of an asshole. Yeah, he was he was interesting. So yeah, Ant Man, I would give thumbs up. It was funny looking at the the box. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, and I looked at the box and I totally forgotten that Bobby Cannavale and Evangeline Lilly were in it. I can't see the, um, she's the daughter, I think. Well, you know, right now they are filming as we speak, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Which I'm excited about. Yeah. And because yeah, I remember like, I, the only people I could have told you about like where Michael Douglas, Michael Pena, 
uh, Paul Rudd and Corey Stoll because like I love the story. Col- Corey Stoll's career is like doing pretty good. I like that. I never seen him until season one of uh, House of Cards, and all of a sudden he was in everything. Oh, you know I don't actually care for him. I like him a because lot. I feel he's. I I don't care for the actor. I I think he does a good. He's a great actor. I just don't like him, and I don't know why. That's I didn't like him in House of Cards because he's pathetic. Oh, he was a mess in that. Yeah. A mess. And in this, he's just diabolical, like a psychopath. So I'm like, ooh, okay. Well, we'll see. But yeah, he is. He's a good actor. I just don't like him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's nice. what I've been up to. Well, I'm glad you saw Ant Man. So, like, are there any Marvel movies you have not seen yet? Yes, Spider Man. Oh, Homecoming. Homecoming. Got it. Actually, I, I guess I haven't seen the Amazing Spider Man two, but I don't think I need to. Oh, I saw the th- those three. There were three. Oh no, the Amazing Spider Man two. Were there three? No, I'm thinking of the Tobey Maguire ones. Oh, those are Sony. Those yeah. Are different. Yeah. But this wasn't Amazing, Amazing Spider Man was Sony, and I think Homecoming is technically Sony, but it's still under. Oh, but right. it's actually the first time that Marvel. That's right. Has gotten to fold it into their stuff, even though it's made by Sony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't remember too. I saw. I know. I saw the first one. I don't think I saw the second one of the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So, well, what are you playing? <sighs> I played nothing this week. That's okay. Nothing. Nothing at all. Literally, we filmed the last episode like three days ago. Yeah. So. so yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, been a busy work week. Uh, yeah. And when I come home, I watch Frasier, and then I fall asleep. So, uh, how about you? What have you have you played anything? I finished Destiny. Okay, so you finished yeah. you finished Just story mode. Vanilla Destiny, like the Vanilla Destiny. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. No DLCs. No. Um. No PVPs. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I don't care for the Crucible that much anyway. Like, no. the the PvP element is not really my thing. Yeah, so, um, I played certain levels twice, just because I didn't realize I had already beaten them before. Did but, you do any of the strikes? Strikes where they do random matchmaking, and they sort of, like, string, like, three bosses in a row. Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. With the, um, I posted some of the photos on our Instagram. Oh. Septus Prime. Yes. And, and a giant, like, crab tank thing. Okay, so... The the priest that comes out of that pod, do you know what I'm talking about? There's a there's this one where you're on this like plane, and this like big demon priest comes out of this pod, and then he summons all these other monsters to come in and attack you. I don't remember. And he's fucking okay. This is probably the most difficult boss battle I have ever faced in my entire life. I was a level. F- was it Axor? Yeah, that guy. The Archon priest. That bitch. I was a level 14, and there was only one other person who joined my match, and it was a level 16 player. We fought this boss for literally, and we, we died once, and we started over. But the second time, at least a half hour or longer together, just constantly healing each other, reviving each other, going back and forth, back and forth. It was like doom on crack, like constant running, constant bad guys being, you know, um, being regenerated messy it was but we finally fucking killed him just the two of us with shitty ass weapons well congrats his life literally went down like two percent every minute or two (laughs) it was really devastating but we did it and i almost cried because i think that's probably the hardest boss ball i've ever played in my life with what i had to use yeah i don't know with yeah what i had to work with it was great whatever fuck that 
<laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Um, I bought I bought two games this week, but where'd you get? Uh, I bought Hellblade. Oh yeah, which yeah, I'm reading really good reviews. Well, and I hear it's short, and I hear it's kind of a, a very heavily scripted kind of thing, but with the occasional sort of Dark Souls style battle. But it's very much like a point A to point B, very heavily scripted experience. And I'm excited about having a very, and I hear it's very short, so I'm I'm, I'm excited about having a highly curated. See, experience uh, when that. I think of that game, I think of even though it's a completely different game, but you know, Bound. Yeah, how it's pretty linear. It's mostly story. You don't do too much, but there's some parts where you have to battle. Yeah, that's how I feel, and it's probably about the same length too. I yeah. imagine so. But so. gorgeous. So I'm really excited about digging into that one. Yeah, um, it and looks terrifying. When like I was, I was kind of on board with it, and then a friend of mine on Facebook posted a an image from PS4 from the PS4 share utility and it was this really great screenshot and I was like what game is that and then as soon as I asked I realized it was probably Hellblade yeah to which you responded that and I was like okay cool buying this must have so I bought Hellblade and then today I had a small adventure when it came to buying a physical copy of Night Trap Oh, you got it. It went on sale today. Yes, I saw some articles on it. Uh, and did they all say it sold out fucking instantly? No, they were talking about how back in the day it was... It was oh, more of the history of the controversy of it? Yeah, and how it was pulled because of its rating or... Got it. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, so yeah, it went on sale this morning uh, when we're recording uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I actually set an alarm to get up at 7 to buy the fucking thing. And... Um, I had You're it, a committed psychopath. I am. I had it in my cart, and while I was checking out, uh, they sold out. Oh, damn. And I was pissed, because like, I was literally, like, I typed in my PayPal password. Did you have any clue that it would be that popular? Well, I mean, I knew that, like, of all the games to be released by Limited Run Games, I knew that it kind of had the biggest sort of, like, scuttlebutt around it just because of its history with the controversy that it had, and it is a fun sort of novelty. Yeah. Um, but still, I wasn't expecting it to sell out quite that fast. So you didn't get one? Not this morning. Wow. And then um, before I went to work, I just happened to look because I was like, you know what? Maybe someone's credit card didn't go through or maybe, I don't know, maybe something went wrong. Yeah. And so I went, I looked and I went back to the website and there was a countdown there. And it said, uh, final batch of Night Trap goes on sale at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Oh. And so I was like, what? They have two fucking batches? So I immediately, um, I set an alarm on my phone for 2.58 p.m. And um, I was at work doing my thing. And around like 2.30, uh, buddy Nick texted me and was like, hey, I don't know if you got Night Trap, but it goes back on sale at 3. And I was like, I have an alarm set and everything. And so we chatted for a little bit because he's bought a lot of those limited run games. And yeah. this is the first one I've ever bought. And so I... Um, and what, what other ones have they put out? Uh, Night Trap is like number seventy four that oh, they've so done. It's been a long time. Yeah, I mean a lot a lot of games that have had success in the digital marketplace. Um, this is the only way to get them physically, and they only do it for PS four, and I think occasionally for PC. And um, they've done some big titles like Lawbreakers. They did uh, Thomas was alone. The game I finished last week, The Bunker, that actually came out same day today as Night Trap. Oh. Um, they did uh. The Oddworld remake, New and Tasty. They did Stranger's Wrath, um, Stealth Inc. They've done a huh. lot of like little kind of critical darling uh, PlayStation. They did Octodad. Oh, um, yeah. The Shadow Complex remaster. Octodad was released before? 
No, Octodad, I mean, like the PS4 or like the the digital version was like the only way you could get it for a while. And then they released a physical version. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, I, so I went back in the web store and uh, at 3 p.m. And uh, I checked out, I got it. And then I went right back to the store just to see stock levels because it tells you the percentage that remain. And as soon as I finished my transaction, I went back and looked and it was sold out already. Hmm. So like they sold out, I think within a minute. But so you got it. I got one. And Nick got one. And Nick got one as well. Get you two fancy pansies. So yeah, hopefully they'll be arriving soon. So because I would really, I'm really excited about playing it. I hear it's terrible. So it's I'm looking forward terrible. to that. Um, you're terrible, Muriel. Terrible. Um, but <laughs> funny thing was, okay, so this morning, um, I part of this might have been part of the reason why I didn't get it. Um, I added it to my cart and then I went back to the main store page because I knew they actually had a red colored usually when you put something in your cart though they give you like five minutes and like okay five minutes depending taking it out depending on what you're doing concert tickets yes uh but like mondo if you don't check out immediately like if it, it can they're like it, we'll give it to someone else someone who wants can, it more than someone you. <laughs> can literally rip it out of your cart it's amazing oh, wow and so That's or like you know mean. they can put a version in your cart that doesn't exist until you check out and um so uh this takes us actually into our next segment unless there's anything else you are playing uh, 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 no. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this morning, while I was trying to buy my copy of Night Trap, yes. I put the the physical copy of Night Trap in my cart, and then as soon as I was done with that, went back to the main store, and they have a limited edition red pressing 7-inch single on vinyl, because now we've entered into the vinyl frontier, by the way. <gasps> the vinyl frontier. And um, yeah, so there's a 7-inch single, and... Uh, they only made 600 of them in this color. And so I added that to my my cart. And then I checked out. And while I was checking out, it was like, eh, sold out on the game. I was able to get the record still. Weird. Yeah. Like the thing that was more rare because the game was limited to 5,000 units and the record was only 600. So I got the more rare of the two items. And then luckily at 6 p.m. I was able to get the game. They had a second batch. I wonder if they had a second batch of the record. They did. Wow. Um, so I'm guessing they only did like 300 and 300 yeah. or something. Or maybe they do like a smaller percentage in the morning and then they do the big chunk later i have no clue. i kind of want to go on like twitter or instagram and see which nerds picked up night trap and are posting it yeah i'm actually all curious how many people post on twitter like what the fuck i tried to get night trap yeah, yeah. sold out because like it is always funny like whenever i try to buy anything from mondo uh if it sells out i always or just as soon as i'm done with my transaction i always hit their twitter page See what and you. Oh. I checked the responses to their tweet saying it's on sale now because everyone's like, got one. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And there's a lot of people like, fuck you, Mondo. Like everyone gets really worried. Yeah, you got to take a picture with it and send it to the people who didn't get it and put in like a uh, reply to their tweet. I'm not a monster. <sighs> Where's your sense of adventure? That's fun. That's it's, what Twitter's all about. It's like one up being the other person. My sense of adventure has been crushed by my sense of decency. Oh whatever <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that was that was my vinyl frontier little add-on from a game i'm excited about playing once it arrives nice cool Yay. so you got your music and your video. my game yeah. yeah sweet awesome so those uh young girls are going to be in peril very soon oh as they always are so um sweet yeah i'm really honestly just looking forward to because travis asked me he's like so what do you want for your birthday because my birthday is september 1st i have plans for what i'm getting you for your birthday already also but tell me what what what, what, did, what did you tell travis 
I said Destiny 2. Okay, then. Was that what you... <laughs> I was going to just buy you a digital copy of Destiny 2. That's what he's getting me. Well, good. All right, then. I'll get you something else. Just give me digital money, and I'll spend it on something else. <laughs> You're going to spend it all on dance moves in Destiny. Oh. No, I'm going to spend all Because you can on... use it on real silver that you can use in the game I'm to buy a new dance I'm going to spend on clothing moves. for Chloe, because I'm getting Uncharted Lost Legacy, August 22nd. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying. I drift. I love that you found a way to work in the Lost Legacy to this podcast again. It's going to be a thing until that game comes out. You are going to be bringing that one up. Wait, this is the last one before the game comes out. Uh, No, is it? Well, I don't have a calendar open. Here, it's right here. So this episode will be going live on the 16th. Shit, which means the next one comes out the the following day. Make it count. This is it, huh? This is the last one where we can anticipate this game. Okay, so I cannot wait. Which, and I hope- you will be playing this game, right? Not like Horizon Zero Dawn that you talked about for <laughs> weeks and then never played. You know Chloe's my girl. Okay, just making sure. I Oh, yes. I am totally going to buy it. Day of. I'm not going to pre-order, though, because you know how I get. But I will purchase it day of. Well, so. often if you pre-order it, you get a free theme or something. And that only happens if you pre-order. I don't really? know. I'm not saying it's doing it really? right now. Really? Yes, really. But what is it? Well, I can look right now yeah, and look see it. if there's a bonus. <gasps> then I will pre-order it. You keep talking. I'll look and see. Yeah. Okay. So, Chloe, I hope she has at least 16 new outfits for multiplayer mode. Thank you. And same with Nadine. And I hope that... Well, I, from what I understand, this is... It's its own game, as we know. And it's That's going $40. to... That's $40. Yeah, and it's going to be just as big and crazy as the original Uncharted games. They did add some new features to this one, though, including lockpicking. In no other Uncharted game is, are there like um, treasures you can find with lockpicking. Hmm. So that's cool. And then, of course, you can drive around again, and they have the hitch, and that whole thing's going on again. I'm just going to keep going because I can't say enough about Uncharted. This is our last Uncharted game we're getting. Our last one. I'm kind of okay with it. I'm ready for for some new experiences. Although I'm, it looks like they're going out on a bang. I'm I'm very excited about this one. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I'm excited that it's Chloe. They they made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um, everybody, every time I stream, everybody's like, "Are you gonna get Lost Legacy?" I'm like, "Does a chicken have a pecker?" Of course, I'm gonna get Lost Legacy. So crazy um, bitches. Yeah, so I'm looking and uh, pre-order the digital version and receive a bonus after checking out. What's the bonus? Uncharted, the Lost Legacy dynamic theme. Dynamic theme? Yeah, which means it's a theme that doesn't, it's not just a still image. It actually moves. <sighs> I don't know if Chloe is on it or not, but I know that it's going to be something. And then also- I have to get it. Pre-order and receive a digital copy of Jack and Daxter, the precursor <laughs> legacy for the PS4 system on launch day. So you get a bonus game also. Okay, I have to pre-order it. You do. They've made it worth my while. And I know this will be a complete game because Naughty Dog doesn't shift on things. Yeah. It'll be a complete game. They're not going to Andromeda me, so we're good. That's going to be like a new verb to Andromeda someone. <laughs> oh, it's so Aww. sad. So sad. But um. Oh, did you know that... Um. Uh, 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 No Man's Sky is getting a huge update with multiplayer and the whole bit. Yeah, they've been updating that thing pretty, pretty uh, regularly. Apparently, there's a huge one coming out that's supposed to like change the game. That's cool. I don't know if anybody's going to purchase it because of that. Because I mean, 
everybody already like kind of gave it up but yeah but um yeah i'd be interested to know what they're doing what is it look at your phone <gasps> did you just get me lost legacy well i venmoed you money you need to buy it yourself but you got me lost legacy yes get it Oh my goodness. Do the pre-order. Get it now. Get that theme. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. Happy early it. birthday. Thank you. I want to cry, but I don't have tear ducts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so Did you, sweet you of don't you. You don't have tear ducts? Did you lose those in the divorce? What happened? <laughs> Everybody, Rob just got me the fucking lost legacy. Well, because you told Travis to get you Destiny 2, which I was going to surprise you with, but... Never mind. I think you won because this one's not as expensive as it does. It didn't. The, the price didn't matter. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Chloe and I are very happy to be together once again. Good. Well, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to you buying it while I'm still here, if you are willing oh. to, because I want to see what that theme is. Actually, I'm curious if I need to do the digital pre-order. Oh yeah, we'll do. It or if I'm going to buy the disc, because I, you know, I like discs, but I may go digital on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dream in digital. Just like Orgy. Yeah, I was like, I love that song. <laughs> that song takes me back. Oh, my God. Right? So good. Oh, uh, man. Are we good? Do you want to learn something? Yes, I'm good to learn. Okay. Learning is good. Learning is power. It is. So the word of the week is Nimbus. Like the broom? It's a noun. <laughs> Nimbus. But like the Harry Potter broom? Yeah. Well, that's the name of the room. The Nimbus 2000. Yes, so it's a noun. The fastest broom in the wizarding world. Yeah, I was go- like, I, I kind of wanted to like just use the knowledge of Harry Potter to make this thing. I'm guessing it's some sort of like flying. Uh, yes. I think it's probably a type of bird. No. What is it? Uh, a cloud, aura, or atmosphere surrounding a person or thing. Interesting. And then in classical mythology, a shining cloud sometimes surrounding a deity when on Earth. That's cool. That's I had cool. no idea. And then a more Christian verse would be a halo. Oh, yeah. nice. So we got lots of definitions for Nimbus. That's cool, though. I had no idea. Yeah, that was to, actually today's word of the week and on dictionary.com. And I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. It's so nerdy. And nobody knows what Nimbus is, but we all know what the Nimbus 2000 is. Totally. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I have more Harry Potter knowledge than I have English knowledge at this point. Yeah, totally. Crazy. That's the one I will not forget. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, do you have any news? I, I have a few things for news. Good, because I only have two. Oh, okay. Well, great. So, well, hit me. Go for it. Tell us some stuff. So, Justice League. The well, movie or just the group of superheroes? The movie. Okay. Joss Whedon is changing the game a bit. Is and he? we didn't think he was going to. We thought he was just going to finish what Zack Snyder started and go with it. But he's changing something. I got to say, that makes me pretty happy, I think. So do you want to know what some of these things are? Yes, please. Okay. Well, you know how the um, other films were at least Batman vs. Superman was a very dark film? Yes. The, all the Snyder stuff seems to be very serious. Joss is going to lighten things up a bit. I think DC needs that a little bit. I mean, because there were some good gags in Wonder Woman. That was pretty serious, but there were some good gags. Wonder Woman was everything. (laughs) It was light, but it was important when it had to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's actually probably the best description of that of that movie. Like it definitely knew when to be serious, but it also recognized when you got to know that you're 
have, you need to have some fun. It's a fucking superhero movie. And that's and I really like Wonder Woman too. And I never said this before, but it calls out a lot of irony in like basically in the way humans operate, like in terms of sex, in terms of political, in terms of military. It points out all of the ironic things that happen that we just take for granted and it's like why is this like this why are the old men calling all the shots and they're not actually fighting on the battlefield you know why do women have to wear these stupid outfits you can't kick in you can't yeah kick ass in so i i thought it really did point out a lot of really funny um I mean, it, just, word it held up a mirror to yeah. society thank you exactly so anyhow justice league uh, we will get Wonder Woman back, <laughs> but um, so I'm just excited about getting uh, some Aquaman going on. Jason nothing, Momoa. I don't think mm-hmm. nothing's changed with. I know he's hot. Nothing's changed with Aquaman. Aquaman, as far as I know, but Cyborg storyline. I guess he's a very brooding character before, so now Joss is making him a very lighthearted character. Okay, well, so, I hope as long as he's not destroying the character in the process. He, yeah, they're trying. I from what. I understand they're trying to find the balance between the Flash's sense of humor and Batman's dark broodingness. Yeah. That's the word I'm His Cape Crusader yes. thing. His darkness. So, um, images of the Hall of Justice have been spotted, which means it's kind of like a throwback to um, the Super Friends era. Oh. So remember when the Hall of Justice, they were all friends. It's kind of like the Avengers, like the Stark Tower. I, but don't, I don't know anything about Justice League, to be honest. Oh, well. they have, Or the Super it, Friends. It's basically their hideout. Okay. Their headquarters. Their Batcave. But okay. it's their, their, yeah. It's, their, well, it's like the Avengers Tower. Yeah. But they, it was where they can all, yeah, collaborate. So that's been shown. Pictures of that. And this is a crazy change. So, rather than continuing with Junkie XL's um, soundtrack, or okay, his this sounds music, like this is going to bum me out. They're going with Danny Elfman. Okay. Which, I like Danny Elfman for his whimsical music. I really did like the way Junkie XL did the more metallic kind of heavy metal stuff. Well, it's, I think it, that's both good and bad. Well, that changed, though, their own soundtracks. Like, Wonder Woman has her own theme, Batman. I don't think they're going to change that because that's a branding thing that I think they need to stick with. Um, I okay. imagine. I don't know for sure. But, I mean, Junkie XL isn't the one I don't think who... Maybe, is he the one that came up with the Wonder Woman theme in Batman versus Superman? It was so good. Um, I imagine they'd probably keep that because that is a fucking kick-ass theme. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, I like the idea of Danny Elfman kind of coming back to the superhero fold. But... I don't know, I really, like, I like the work that Junkie XL does. I mean, like, the stuff he did for Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Like, I think he does really interesting, edgy action scores. And so that is a little bit of a bummer. But I hope it still maintains some of the original spirit. You know, like, that is a big change. It's a huge change, yeah. So I'm kind of, I don't know if concerned is the word, but I'm kind of, confused yeah because i don't know because i'm not used to that dynamic like danny i mean well we did have him in batman yeah and he also did spider-man the original sony yeah. the toby wire ones oh i forgot about the tim burton batman yeah he did he, I, and to be honest batman returns i mean i love the batman march from the original batman movie because that was interesting because that one was uh danny elfman's score with prince music throughout the entire movie for you know the original and then batman returns was just 
all Danny Elfman with what one Susie and the Banshees song. Yeah. Um, but like the the Elfman score for Batman Returns is one of my absolute it's so good favorite movie scores of all time. Selena's theme is just perfect. I'm gonna have to listen to that now. It's oh, it's so good because Selena Kyle's my favorite. But yeah, when she busts up her apartment and like and really transforms into like and you know, creates the suit and bashes the dollhouse and all that sort of stuff that song so is good. so good you know when i um changed my name and uh, officially changed my name legally i was like well i could change my last name too it doesn't have to be dale yeah and i was gonna go with satine kyle because of yeah selena crazy and i decided to keep my last name though yeah but yeah i almost was satine kyle yeah it's crazy Good to know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all of the Justice League stuff. But those are some pretty deep changes. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the the score one, I think, is really the, the most. I mean, because I, I guess changing a character is a big deal. But, that's a big um, deal. But as someone who didn't. The Hall of Justice, that's yeah. a big deal. But like, but I know you don't know about it. But... Yeah. But I mean, as like the one thing I know is like Junkie XL does this. Danny Elfman does that. Yeah. And to change the score really will actually kind of cast a little bit of a a different uh, light on the whole movie. Yeah. Apparently they've done like, ooh, like upwards of two weeks of pickup shots to change some things that he just didn't want. He completely like kind of is changing kind of like the dynamic of the, the film, What's which could be great. I mean, he knows what he's doing. Zack Snyder. I, I need to see Batman vs Superman again. I might be a harsher judge than I should be. Well, it's, but I af- after listening to Travis's take and his input, I'm like, okay, maybe I should not be so harsh and maybe watch it again. Like, so. There's one Zack Snyder movie I really, really like, and that's his Dawn of the Dead remake. I didn't love 300. I mean, Oh, I love the 300. Well, there's, Nina Headley. There's a lot of things that I appreciate about what he does. I don't think that they're great full films oh, like, I like that film a lot. Well, 300, that trailer for 300 is perfect. It's like Music video length. Because that's the movie, sh- I feel like that movie d- couldn't warrant its full runtime. Really? It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And But like the whole fucking thing ran in slow-mo. And like, I get it. You brought the comic book to life. There wasn't a whole lot else for me in it. Huh. And then like Sucker Punch, Man of Steel. Like, I didn't see Sucker Punch. <laughs> I liked Man of Steel. You know, and so I, I don't know. I, I think like the one time he really like just wowed me was the Dawn of the Dead remake, which I went into being like, this is probably going to be okay at best and it was really great and um so yeah i don't know i just i don't love what he does yeah and joss whedon actually found a way for me to care about a lot of characters i typically don't care about because like i wasn't that excited about the avengers and i saw the movie and i was like oh my god he like he made me care about a ton of shit i don't care about it's it's very um informative for me to know that you really didn't have much of a thumb in the comic book no, pretty much. Scene. If it was, if it's not a movie, it's so crazy to me. Yeah, if it's not a movie, I probably don't know it. Um, like yeah. my first real exposure to, yeah, any comic book stuff was probably the the Tim Burton Batman movie. Wow. Yeah, and I guess some of the Superman movies growing up. Like, but even then, I the lore was lost on me. It was more of just like, oh, look at this like guy flying around being strong. That's yeah. Travis and I, we grew up in like a family of collectors. Like my dad was a huge collector. He did a huge. He had used to have a one of the largest Star Wars collections in the nation. And so we grew up with that. And so we started collecting comic books and Travis collected Spawn. That was his favorite. Mm. Um, and Todd McFarlane. And I collected 
I like more characters rather than the actual like whole line of comics. So I collected the Hobgoblin from Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So those those are pretty hard to find. And um, just just a, more more like characters. But yeah, so I've always had like that comic book kind of background. I don't know a lot of the backstory, but I've always been interested in it. So it's just interesting to me that you weren't that invested in it. No, my comic experience was very, very limited to uh, sort of comic tie-in versions of franchises that I loved. Like, I loved the Ren and Stimpy comics. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Beavis and Butthead. I actually had the complete... Uh, I think they did 24 issues of Beavis and Butthead. I have this all of those. This kind of makes sense as to why you like The Simpsons so much, well, though. Yeah. Well, and those all, like, it's it started with The Simpsons, and then it went to those other things. Ah, gotcha. Because, um, uh, yeah, Simpsons, I think, pre- yeah, predated all of those, even in, or in uh, Ren and Stimpy. And, and so, yeah, and then I fell off the comic thing pretty hard, uh, and then I came back with Fables. And then from uh, there... Fables is so good. And yet now I have a pull list at my comic shop but like i literally had them pulling stuff like dark souls uh poe dameron just because that character's dreamy and uh <laughs> like dark souls bob's burgers but bob's burgers comic was really really funny um and so as funny as my yeah. trump one at the beginning funny i'd yeah. say at least as funny because they don't make me sad um... well and like do you ever watch bob's burgers the tv show I love Bob's Burgers. Art Crawl is my favorite episode. Oh, Art Crawl is. <laughs> oh, my God. That episode is perfect. Uh, my beautiful anuses. <laughs> oh, I could fall into this one. <laughs> I could fall into this one. Um, I love Gail. Gail is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, every episode or every issue of Bob's Burgers, the comic book, is written from all four members of the family. Oh, sweet. So, like, I want to say Bob's page is usually, I think it's a blackboard burger. And then Linda's is a is a wine drunk letter to a magazine that she reads. Of course. <laughs> uh, Louise's is kind of a, a, a like a weird kind of, you know, crazy fantasy typically. Yeah. Jeans, the whole thing rhymes because it's as if it's a song. Okay. And uh, Tina's is often a sort of... Horses. Horses or like a friend fiction kind of thing. You know, it's, it's her doing her fanfic. Yeah. And so like every, <laughs> and so like it's usually, it's three big stories, one for each of the kids. And then Linda and Bob each get a single page. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it's a really fun way because, because all the family members have their own hooks. Yeah. And um, so I think they only did uh, a handful of, I want to say that it's probably maybe 18 issues com- like total. That'd be a good like coffee table book. they've done some collections of it as well and so yeah bob's burgers is a really fun you know it was a fun comic to get back into but i don't tend to i never i've never bought any of the the superhero stuff um as single issue huh yeah well no point in getting into it now oh my god there's so much and i think that's actually one of the biggest things is like that feels like the barrier of entry is crazy at this point so much i learned more about batman from reading the character bios in arkham asylum than i did from the animated series any of the movies like i i I learned about like i actually learned about what uh barbara gordon batgirl to Oracle oracle in like three paragraphs and i learned more about like the killing joke and this whole thing than i ever thought possible yeah from one bio yeah, it's true. I mean, you get a lot, and if just reading a little bio about it, 
I mean, we waited years for stuff like that to happen, and you get all in one little blurb. It is so. kind of nice just being able to like look back and be like, oh, well, look at all the stuff that happened. Look at all this magic is going on, but you don't get the emotional no. attachment yeah. to it. I did not get that slow roller coaster ride. I have the Killing Joke. You need to read it. That that and I think are they making a movie of it, or did they make a movie of it that was bad? Yes, and yes. Okay, so they made a movie. It was bad. They. Yeah, they hired a company that they probably shouldn't have to animate it, and the mm. animation's not good. Boo. Yeah. Someday I'll have to read that, because, yeah, it seems like that is the quintessential Batman story. It's one of the best, definitely. Well, and I've definitely played, what, at this point, four games that all lean on it pretty hard, because the entire Arkham series is in that universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was... I mean, just the image of the Joker blowing out Barbara's spine with his gun is just, like, haunting. Because they actually show that in Arkham Knight, I believe. Yeah. Because they always oh, yeah, go back to it. That. Yeah, and Arkham Knight was the first time you actually really get to see the scene instead of the aftermath. Yeah. Fucked up. It's fucked up. Good stuff, though. I mean, because up until, I, I think up until that point, like, everything the Joker did was maniacal and evil and insidious, but... The characters came back. Like, you knew they weren't going to die. They just, it was like, oh, you throw a bomb there. Oh, they got blown up, but they'll be back. But Barbara, she never recovered. <laughs> well, and it is it is crazy. I don't think I ever realized that comics could do a long story with real consequences. Yeah. Um. Of course, I remember what, uh, I never, like, yeah, the, I never really went to comic shops that much as a kid, except there was always one at the other end of the shopping center from my dentist when I lived in Palmdale. Mm. And I always would wander in there after, like, face numb, because I always had, like, two two or three teeth pulled every time I went to the, dent- the dentist, because I had, like, two teeth fall out naturally. Every other tooth was removed. I had a dentist or via oral surgeon. Um, the, my roots just didn't go away, so they had to all be pulled. And what? um Yeah. My, I had, like, two rows of teeth. Wait, what, what happened if they didn't pull the roots out? You'd I, grow more teeth all over your no, face? The teeth just, ne- they never they never came out. So, like, two, oh. teeth and root had to be removed at the same time. And um, for Ow. a minute, I had, like, two rows of teeth in the front for a while. It looked like a vending machine or a oh shark. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, my, my my mouth has had a lot of work done to make it look like this. Um, huh. and, uh But I remember being, like, you know, mouthful of gauze, like, numb as hell, wandering into the comic shop with my grandmother because she was like, well, God, you just dealt with that. Let's get you, you something. something cute. <laughs> and so I think that's when I got, like, my first issue of Beavis and Butthead. As long as you don't get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because they're teenagers, and you can't read that. <laughs> so funny. And, but I do remember uh, Death of Superman happened during one of those visits. And I remember... Oh, I remember yeah, the black was, bag. The black bag. Like, there was a wall of them, where, like, they just dedicated an entire wall it's to this so black cool. bag of Death I Superman. I think most comic and, stores did that. And I wish I'd bought one, because I didn't. Oh, really? You uh, can have one of our 50. You know, well, I would love one of those because those are neat. Uh, I don't think they're worth anything. I don't care. It's still neat. I mean, I think they're worth what we paid for it back in yeah. the 90s. It's still neat. Yeah, it's pretty um, cool. But yeah, so like the... Uh, and I think that I never really thought about though because I just didn't think about Superman that much. And of course, he came back anyway. It did. We knew it was going to happen. They couldn't leave him dead forever. No. But it was interesting like to actually see them kill him for yeah. a minute. Do you know who killed him? Doomsday. Yes. That I knew. Okay, good. When they actually dealt with that in Batman, Batman versus, versus Superman. Superman. Yeah. Because yeah, as soon as they, they introduced that character, I was like, oh, oh, I think they're going to go there. Uh, so, they went crazy. There. They went there. So what else you got for news? Um, This is just really short. So a robbery suspect 
a robbery suspect was allegedly living in a video game arcade. Okay, I read something about someone who lived in an arcade getting arrested. Yeah, so I think it was in Japan. Where is um, Kobe? That I believe that is Japan. Like Kobe beef is that? That's Japan. Kobe beef is I believe yeah. I think it's I think it's a Japanese think, tradition. Yeah. So a thirty-year-old Kazuki Mahara was arrested for trespassing after being discovered allegedly living between arcade cabinets at a game center in Kobe. Interesting. Yeah. Apparently he um, was homeless and he got kicked. Well, he was thirty, so he's probably he was a little older, but um, he went to different high schools and stole like gym clothes and things like that and apparently over the course of him hiding out and all this he like stole eleven thousand dollars worth of merchandise oh my god (laughs) yeah but um and then my only other thing is Corey gasper passed away he's age 33 he um was a bioware creator oh yeah yeah. he made some of our favorite or had a hand in some of our favorite games mass effect dragon age origins um sonic chronicles star wars and he even worked on anthem so he passed away which is really sad and so that that's a bummer because a lot of the games that i love he had a hand in so yeah so i thought i'd give a little tribute to him and what he's done for us in the game gaming community so thank you Corey. very sad very sad how about you? Um, well, uh, actually, it's funny. This is a correction from a couple of weeks ago. I accidentally uh, referred to um, Genji Cohen has Genji Cohen yeah. as the creator of Glow, um, and I believe the creator credit She's is from producer. executive producer. I believe, yeah. um, and the creator credit went to um, the original creators. I think of the original series oh. of Glow, which makes sense. That's cool. Um, and that was pointed out to me by uh, listener Steve of Uncharted Bag. Steve. Love you, Steve. Um, and so I meant to talk about that like constantly weeks, weeks giving ago. us goodies. No, and it's always good to <laughs> to fix those corrections. Yeah, or, definitely. You know, or make those corrections and fix the errors. But yet, yeah, Glow just got picked up for a season two. Uh, well, they would have to after how they left us off. Well, I, I cannot wait for season two. I'm amazed it took as long as it did. Like um, season two. Yeah, well, for season two to get uh, greenlit. Yeah. Huh. So, but I'm glad it did. So it's not like it's. I mean, I can't imagine it's a very expensive show to shoot. I think it probably might be because of its, not because of its, it doesn't have a cast of stars, but it has a large cast. It has zero special effects. But it does have a large cast. Who, but it was full of nobodies the last well, season. Except for Alison Brie and Mark Maron, yeah. Yeah. But, Mark um, Maron's only like a, a podcast person. He's a comedian and podcaster, yeah. But so, Alison Brie. Yeah. Well, that's true. But other than her. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, and then, that's uh, so that's neat though. Glow got picked up for a second season. Yay, Glow! And then I woke up to a really fun email today that, uh, as someone who backed the Dark Souls board game, um, they are making a Dark Souls card game. Oh, really? And, uh, anyone who backed that, um, that Kickstarter, which there were quite a few of us, um, that they, we now have the ability to up our pledges and, um... We, we have the ability to, yeah, up our pledges and get in on the ground floor on the card game. Because, yeah, there were 31,179 backers that raised Jeez. almost... We raised almost 4 million pounds. 4 million pounds? So that's, yeah. Like it's a, like 8 million bucks? Pretty much. There were a lot of people who 
wanted the Dark Souls board game. Like we were we were a passionate bunch. Uh, and so yeah, now we can all up our our uh, our commitment to get the card game because I played the Bloodborne card game and that was fun. How many copies of um, Dark Souls has sold the board game? The actual like video game. Oh, I don't know because um, if that many people want a fucking card game, they must have sold a butt ton of fucking video games. I do believe Dark Souls is one of those games where each one has sold more than the previous one. It is a game that just kind of continues to go up and up and up. Remember that blood fountain that was at Comic-Con two years ago? Oh my god, that, that was, was dope. That was the greatest. I have so many photos in front of that um, that Did you get, take a video of it? I did. I have video you of it. You should post it on the Insta. I'll see if I can find it. Um, oh, it was so Because cool. yeah, I took a ton of video and photos of it when it was at E3. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the Blood Fountain, it toured. It was in a lot of places. It was dope. And <laughs> oh, it was such a cool fucking thing. It has, yeah, just black sludge coming out of a body. And like... The night spot. Yeah, and the night yeah. looking so just Helpless. upset about it. Oh, it's so good. So good. God damn it. Yeah. Fuck, it makes me want to go back and play Dark Souls 3 again. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Um, Amazing. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. So that's all the news I got. Those are my two. It's just a little crush, crush. Oh, it's time for some crushing. I think so. Cool. Who you got? This week on Crush. <laughs> Jesus. Proto Man from Mega Man 3. Oh, with his and beyond, sash. I have this thing for Proto Man, and I don't know what it is. I think he's so fucking cute. Like, whenever, like, I never thought Mega Man was that cute of a character but when proto man came out with his cool shades and his hip attitude i was like fuck yeah this is my robot <laughs> this is the sex robot when, i want when you describe him you make him sound like poochie from the simpsons he is kind of like a hipster little robot Who, who's poochie oh poochie's a character that they made when itchy and scratchy get tired like just get boring and so they bring in this new third character and they're like you know this 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 guy has attitude and knows like some people get busy he gets busy he gets busy and so like it's just it's a character that they made very extreme <laughs> you know and so you made it sound like Proto Man is is that but he's cooler than Poochie because Poochie only makes it through one episode before they kill him off because everyone hated him hot sauce he's a cute little cyborg well he's not a cyborg he's a robot and he's very dramatic though he has a lot of uh, rage in the cage yeah there's a lot of a lot of drama involving Proto Man and in what? Because he's introduced in Mega Man 3. Mm, yes. Well, I think my other attraction to him is because he's red, and red is my favorite color. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. And he's kind of sassy, like a speed racer character. So <laughs> he accessorizes with his gold scarf. I mean, he's pretty cute. What can I say? Proto Man all the way. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Mine is a lovely lady named Alex Vance. Um, she is a character in Half-Life 2. Oh, uh, yeah. And, I recognize her. And she is um, one of probably the best written and most uh, interesting sort of um, AI-controlled partners that I think I've ever had in a game. Like, mm. she is just... She's so capable and smart and like she's a really great character just that you travel through this game with because she has thoughts and opinions and like she's a valued member of this partnership. She's like a Chloe? Yes. <laughs> I can trust her more than I can trust Chloe. Oh, 
Chloe has her own motives. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, like, Alex Vance is just... Um, she's hot, too. She is. She's super cute. And, it's, yeah. and it is a bummer that her character has not been seen in a very long time. Um, so, and it... Yeah, last time we saw her... It was very upsetting, and yeah. uh, I'm ready to go back because I need to know what happens next because I don't like seeing my lady upset. I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry. Maybe you'll get a Half-Life Lost Legacy someday. Well, I keep, <laughs> I keep following that Twitter account. Is Half-Life 3 out yet? No. And uh, they tweeted no. as of earlier today, no. no. <laughs> I, actually, I need to play Half-Life 1 and 2. It's, I mean, Half-Life... Um, Wait, what systems are they for? Uh, Half-Life 1 is on the PC, and then it came out for the PS2 and, like, Xbox original. Um, I actually have a PS2 copy of it. And then um, half... I have a PS2. As do I. We should add that to the retro pile that we are never going to get to. Ever. And then um, Half-Life 2, Episode 1, and Episode 2 all are part of the Orange Box collection, which is on PS3, Xbox 360, PC. Um... And, uh, I'm surprised they haven't updated them for PS4. Like, reskinned them the whole bit. Like they did for um, Uncharted. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be, like, you know. It'd be worth it. People oh, would buy totally. It. Yeah. I would I would gladly uh, buy a, a sort of remaster of yeah. that whole thing. I mean, even if it was only 20 bucks, they would still make bank off of it. So, I wonder why they don't get people on that shit. Um... Oh, shit, you said something, and I was going to say... What were you talking about right before that? Right before Half-Life? Well, it was before our crushes, then. No. Alex Vance, she's a good co-op partner. No. It was that way after that. I can't remember. Oh, yes! We are still talking about streaming Watchtower. Clock Tower. Clock Tower. Fuck, no, not again. Right. Is there actually a clock on the tower? Yes, I don't I remember. So. I believe there is there a clock up yeah. there. That's that's why I can't. I think watch out because he's watching you. He's evil and his evil ojo is on you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's yeah. I guess that we're going to start going live soon. Yeah, I believe so. I, Which I think we can just probably use like an eye on a computer and uh, like yeah. do a Twitch stream while we record. Yeah, well, I was... Which we'd have to post on Twitter so people know it actually... I was told that maybe YouTube would be the better route. It could be, but I think Twitch might be the thing. If you're a Twitch uh, affiliate now, and I know know people who actually have, like, Twitch accounts where they just do... um, That might be smart. Where, like, they bake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen people... I've watched people do their little art... And they're like sculpting and yeah, yeah. Todd, painting. Todd was a guest on somebody's baking channel on Twitch, huh? A little bit ago, and all right, yeah, it makes sense that we would just use Twitch just because that's a platform that you already have. I'd be down to do a, it on pr- Twitch. a presence on, which I you know can join in and smile politely. Fuck yeah! While we record this thing, so it'll be funny. Anyone who watches on Twitch can like chime in and comment and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we can like talk yeah. and and then and several respond. and then several days later, people will hear the podcast and be like, "Who are they talking to?" That's okay. We'll have to just explain it as we go. Yeah, we'll say like, oh, so-and-so says this. Here's our answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of just uh, five. <laughs> and just let people be confused about what the fuck we were we'll just asked. We'll have to actually read the question off. Damn it. Or include the question in the answer. Totally. Oh, my God. It's like Jet Parody. We are media trained here, okay. people. Okay. Yes. Here's our card. Yeah. Well, September's coming right around the corner. That's when we said we were going to start doing it, so... I got to figure out the lighting for this thing. 
I see lights on it. Or I see light on it now. But see, I want colored lights. Oh well, like, well, well I'll, I'll show you. We anyway. need to, we need to go to that LED store. Do you know there's a store on Melrose that sells nothing but LED lighting? Yeah, it's on that corner, that little like in that little um, strip mall. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I, I every time I drive by, it, I'm like, wow, just LED lighting. There's also a place that sells just leggings on Melrose. It's a very specialized street at this point. Right. Exactly. So that's like. I would rather buy them on Amazon, though, because I'm sure they're, like, top dollar on that, oh, yeah. that place. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, I bought the LEDs for the back of my TV from Amazon. It was very cheap. Yeah, it's, like, 12 bucks. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, you can follow me um, at Satine the Dream on Twitter and Instagram or Satine. On Twitch, since I am an affiliate, I would appreciate that very much. <laughs> you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. Although following me on Twitch really does not do a whole lot for you at this point. I'm trying to be better, I promise, but I'm no affiliate here. Well, we can't all be affiliates. I know. But we I feel can. so inadequate. <laughs> and um, you can follow the podcast at BitDiffPodcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can send us an email at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. For, for the, um, oh, before I go on, for the Instagram, we've kind of been going like this like neon 80s retro vibe I've been going with. And I'm kind of loving it, honestly. <laughs> And I think our followers are loving it, too, because we gained, like, 25 followers in the past week. Crazy. So I don't have to actually flash any nipple to get, like, Well, I just posted a picture of me on my bed, so we'll see how that works. You know, we do what we can. Well, right now, me flashing some some nip would be weird because I have very, very uneven chest hair due to... (laughs) Due to being shaved. Due to being shaved against my will. When you were were spayed and neutered. Yes, I was unconscious (laughs) and shaved and really, like, my chest is very, very upsetting to me right now. (laughs) And uh, we have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't you change the subject. (laughs) Uh, And uh, would you... Awkward silence. Move on. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play. Yeah, so y'all ready for us to go live? Because people have actually been excited about it. Really? Asking me. Like, well, they're excited gonna... to see you. I don't think they care about seeing this mug. Uh, no, they love you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. So anyway, thank you for following us. And... Josie's! <laughs> Bye-bye.